Man, we gotta start using Apple Cash. Okay, why? It's so easy and convenient. Apple Cash lives in messages. All right. So I can pay you in the convos we're already having. Not forget a payment or have money sitting somewhere just collecting dust. Oh, that is nice. And then you can use that cash right away and buy stuff like at a store with Apple Pay. I don't have to do all that bank transfer stuff. Nope. It's just right there. Easy, convenient, and secure. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? See how easy that was? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Kim Crawford invites you to savor amazing with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. Named in the Wine Spectator Top 100 list four times. Every sip of Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc is filled with tropical fruit flavors like passion fruit and citrus to help you experience golden hour how you see fit. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more and find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. All right, Annie. Yes. I think we've talked a little about this before, but just kind of follow up. Did you love or did you participate in pen pal programs? <laughs> I did participate in one. I won't say I loved it, but there was a sort of like intrigue, like a mysterious. Okay. Even as a kid, I was kind of suspicious, though, where I was like, I'm not sure Raul is a real guy. Uh, maybe somebody's <laughs> lying to me. <laughs> I don't know why, but I was very suspicious of the whole thing. And that's that's what I remember the most, is that I was being told I had to do this thing. I kind of liked it. I liked the mystery behind it. But I also thought I was being catfished, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> How old were you? This is in fifth grade, so... But you thought you were being catfished in the fifth grade? Yes. Wow. <laughs> thought I was wow. being like somebody in the class was messing with me. I wonder if I can find those. I'd love to read them and see what we were talking about. Like, that's a whole other level, I feel like, <laughs> when you think you're being catfished in the fifth grade. <laughs> yeah, I had a pen pal, I think I was in the third grade, and we would send pictures. And I really had a lot of fun talking to her. I think she lived in Indiana, mm-hmm. I want to say. And then for, like, weirdness of my youth, like, my first three best friends all moved. Uh-huh. And one of them ended up moving in to also Indiana, randomly. And she and I were pen pals for a long time because we couldn't see each other. Of course, we were really young. And then we lost touch, I think, two years later because I'm really bad about keeping in touch, apparently. (laughs) But yeah, so I really loved the idea of pen pals. I think I actually sent letters to soldiers at one point Mm -hmm. trying to be, you know, all about that patriotic level. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I kind of miss 
not having that. I guess we could probably still do that today, but it feels weirder as we get older. (laughs) I'm all for it. Is it to you? (laughs) I mean, yeah. You're all for it. I'm all for it, though. I think that could be cool. Um, yeah, I think it would be fun too. I know those conversations like people because that kind of was what chat rooms were, right? Uh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, it, they could be. And I, I communicated with people in different countries, uh, for a while on chat rooms because it felt so like, tell me what it's like where you are, you know? And right, uh, yeah, my MSN days. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say my AOL. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Days. So that's that's that level. Uh, but there's something to be said when we get the notifications. I know one of my favorite things when I was on these chat rooms or having pals is to see that notification. So and so is online, and you know, uh, or that you got a new message. I, I love that. I still love that actually. Like my friends that are on WhatsApp, I have to go back and check it. I'm like, oh, I got a new message. I feel like that's a thing, and. Because we're talking about this, why are we talking about this? We First and foremost, it's because we have some amazing pen pals, yes. I think. What do you think? Would oh, you call them that? Yes, the best, the absolute best. The best pen pals. And that's you guys, the listeners, uh, you all who have continued to support us and have stuck with us and or have joined us and are fairly new and are sending us messages. It's so rewarding. It's just so exciting to know someone's actually listening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm still in shock that people are listening. I'm like, what? People hear me? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> but we do want to say thank you to all of you who continue, again, to stick with us uh, and just tolerate us, whichever. It's fine. <laughs> we'll, we'll take it. And also just taking the time to send us messages. And we love it. We love, love reading your messages. And it is us. It is yeah. us. Uh, we may be a little slow in getting back because we are constantly recording and doing things, but we definitely read your messages. Mm-hmm. And it is us who are writing back, whether it's through the social media stuff or through emails. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. And your your insights are fantastic. Yes. And because they are so fantastic, we wanted to share some of the emails that you guys have been sending to us. Yes, yes. And we thought we would start with a message from Patty. Patty wrote, I have an update on the political situation here in Chile. I know it's a long email, so I don't expect you to read the whole thing. Mistake. Um, But I thought you might be interested in what happened regarding gender parity. Last weekend, we had municipal elections, mayor, governor, and counselor, and constituyente elections. Sorry, I don't know the word in English, but a constituyente is a member of the 155-member assembly that will be in charge of drafting the new constitution. The voting method to choose constituyentes was the don't method, and apologies if I'm mispronouncing all of this, I try, Um, which consists of a list of candidates. There are 28 districts in Chile. Each list has an amount of candidates that depends on the seats each district is granted. I live in Districto 5, which translates into six seats in the assembly, so each list was made up of six people. This is where the gender parity condition voted in Parliament last year plays a key role. Each list had to be 50% women and 50% men, except for districts with an odd number of seats, where the difference couldn't be more than one, like four men and three women, for example. In each district, there was a list that represented the right-wing coalition and a list from the center-left coalition. Those two have been the most important coalitions in Chile's history since the return of democracy in 1990. In addition, there was a list made up by another left-wing alliance that was the result of the Union of the Communist Party and Frente Amplio. Frente Amplio is a relatively new left-wing coalition 
coalition of mostly young people dissatisfied with the central left. There were also a list of independents, most of them with left-wing values, but tired of the traditional political parties from both right and left, and the insufficient work they've done during the last 30 years, which is what led to the protest in 2019 in the first place. If a list had a lot of votes, then more than one member could make it into the assembly. This is also where gender parity was important. If a list had enough votes so that those two people could make it, they had to be one man and one woman, even if one of them didn't get the second majority of votes within the list. Let's say a list of three men and three women had enough votes for two of them to make it. If the two most voted people on the list were women and the third was a man, only the first one would make it. Because of the gender parity condition, the first men, third majority overall, would take the other seat instead of the woman within the second majority of the votes. There are 155 members in the assembly, including 17 seats reserved for indigenous people from 10 different indigenous groups. For bills to pass, two-thirds of the 155 members have to agree. So the main concern was if the right-wing candidates were going to make it to one-third because the right didn't want a new constitution, so if they got the votes, they'd be able to block new legislations. The results showed a lot of important things. The right got 37 seats, so they didn't get the 51 seats they needed to reach one-third. The traditional center-left only got 25 seats. The other left-wing coalition, Communist Party and Frente Amplio, got 28 seats. And the biggest upset came from the independent list, which combined got 48 seats. The biggest losers were both the right and center-left, so everyone's talking about the new left and the importance of independence, which clearly shows that people are over-traditional politicians. The assembly will be made up of 77 women and 78 men. The gender parity condition ended up benefiting four women and seven men. Yes, if it weren't for the gender parity condition, there would actually be more women than men. But if it weren't for it, most parties would have had only men in their list. The average age of the 155 members is 44 years old. 78 is the oldest and 21 the youngest. 59 of them are lawyers, which was predictable, but the exciting part is that 20 of them are teachers, so hopefully we get proper laws when it comes to education. Also, six members of the assembly are part of the LGBTQ plus community, four gay men, one lesbian, I voted for her, and one pansexual woman. Sadly, none of the two trans candidates made it. There were also some shocking upsets in the elections for mayors and governors. Few young female candidates for mayor from the Communist Party and Frente Amplio won in big cities where the incumbent mayors are right-wing men. I'm not going to go into details about that because this is already an extremely long and probably boring email. No! No. The assembly starts working on the new constitution in July. The whole process is supposed to take one year. In November, we have presidential elections. The results of this municipal and constituyentes elections show that anything can happen. Hopefully, the amount of different left-wing coalitions doesn't divide the votes too much, and then the right ends up staying in office. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Thank you. Thank you so much for sending that. Um, we, It's so great to hear when we talk about something in a different country where we're getting kind of mm-hmm. the research that we can find. It's so great to hear from someone from that country. And this is fantastic information. Yes. So we really appreciate you taking the time. Definitely not boring. We love long emails. No. We love short emails. We love all kinds of emails, but never apologize for sending a long email. We love all the emails. We love it. Yes. And you taught us a lot about the uh, government of Chile, and that's amazing. And it's really hopeful. Yes. So yay! Yes. We love seeing things change, especially when it looks so dark here. <laughs> Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. 
Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Life is busy. There are so many things on your to-do list with so little time to do them. And you're always thinking about others' needs before thinking of your own. Trust me, we understand. Kim Crawford does too. That's why they're inviting you to experience Golden Hour, your chance to reclaim your time and laugh with your favorite people, play your favorite song on repeat, gaze outside your window and daydream about your wildest dreams, or celebrate your victories. No matter the moment, you can savor it all with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. As the number one ranked Sauvignon Blanc in the U.S., Kim Crawford has classic aromas of lifted citrus, tropical fruit, and crushed herbs to help you stay in a golden hour state of mind. Because golden hour is more than just time, it's whenever you want to savor amazing. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more. That's KimCrawfordWines.com to find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Going on to some more emails about the term hoser. And I was really excited. So Steph wrote, it is the most Canadian-friendly insult one can make, invented or made famous by Rick Moranis, yes, and Dave Thomas as Bob and Doug McKenzie, two lovable, stereotypical Canadian bozos. Uh, anyway, it continues to be a friendly tease we use to make fun of our fellow Canucks which I had a hard time saying previously, just so you know. <laughs> the maple syrup in the hoser cocktail suggests this Canadian connection. Oh. So thank you, Steph. I like that. And I love Rick Moranis, so come on. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. I love that. And then we have a couple of anonymous ones. Here's one from a Colorado listener. Hello, y'all. Thank y'all for the hard work you do, which has really helped me stay grounded and never feel lonely as I can always count on the team to get these episodes out each week. Oh, thank you. I moved to Colorado during these special times and I can agree how strange it is to buy cannabis in a store for the first time or every time. The shops I've been to have an online order system so you can pick out what you want beforehand but are still cash only. I drive by one that has an LED sign that switches between mask are required and now ticking cards. So I'm not sure if that is a locality controlled issue like delivery are having shops within city limits. 
One strange thing I enjoy is the variety of vibes that each shop can have. One near me is covered in a mural and has a chill stoner vibe. And I even got to chat about video games and dogs with the white male bartender after I asked my questions about bath bombs and skin patches because Mincy's, which he couldn't answer, but lamented how the only woman who worked there moved on. Another shop that only sells what they or their partners make was more closed off and nondescript. No displays, but two windows you can chat at. They had more women working there. I saw a 50-50 split between the four staff that day. And while they were adamant about their dedicated hour to vulnerable people, they were very friendly and wanted to make sure I was going to not mess myself up and had answers to all my questions. One more that I haven't gotten, but I've seen pictures of looks like a high-end skincare or jewelry boutique with all white decor, glass displays on the walls and counters. I'm a little scared to go in because of that, but who knows what the future holds. Another joy is the variety of people you'll see, from young professionals in their suits picking something up on the way home, to old hippie types with the long hair and colorful clothes, maybe a fringe bag, to the tight-laced dad-looking guy with a short buzz cut and flannels. I am still very awkward when I go in, especially if I forget to get cash beforehand, but most people working at these places are nice, patient, and want to make sure you have a good time. Thank you again, and do not let anyone give you gruff about getting too stoned. It happens to everyone at some point. You never know your dose until you have some. Thank you. It's a true story. This letter made me feel better. So we really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to come to Colorado soon and check out all those places. Yes, that sounds really cool. And we appreciate all of the information. It's strange that we're in the same country, but to me, that seems like such a distant foreign so idea, you know? Right, right. But yeah, yeah, I love it. I, I would love to visit Colorado and check these places out. Yes, we're going to try. We got some emails about our parentification episode. And so we wanted to share because I think they point on some things that we did not highlight as well and or we just skimmed over. So from one listener, I wanted to start with the fact that I love your podcast. Aww. And I enjoy the parentifications of girls and women. One, but you guys missed a dress or maybe you didn't have time to, who knows, uh, the immigrant story. My case is a lot like many other women and girls I know. My parents are immigrants. They brought me to the States when I was eight years old. Neither speak English. And after a long year of coming home from crying from school, I learned English. That's when my parentification started. Out of necessities, some may say, my parents were just trying to make a better life for myself and the siblings that came along. Did I forget to mention I'm the oldest of six? Wow. I quickly became my parents' interpreters everywhere we went, bills, schools, governments, and doctors' everyday lives. I was there to know everything and interpret for them. I was making calls for them to pay bills and even shopping. At age 12, I became sick, diagnosed with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, mixed connected tissues, disease, and and Renaud's phenomenon. Because by then, I already had baby siblings. My mom couldn't go, and she didn't drive. And my dad took me to my appointments, which felt like I was alone. And I forgot to mention, he's my stepdad, and he's a functioning alcoholic and smoker. He was abandoned by his mom and stopped going to school in fifth grade. So he's pretty ignorant in a lot of things. And I was pretty much on my own. He would take me to Loma Linda Hospital, and he would just say whatever the doctor says to do. He never asked questions. We didn't have conversations regarding anything. It was as if it was just the doctor and me, and he was a provider, not a father. Eventually, when I learned to drive, 
I started taking myself to my appointments. My mom was too busy with my other siblings and I was dealing with medical conditions and deciding things I shouldn't have to at that age. I was driving without a license, shopping for groceries, paying bills, and even picking up my siblings from school. And this never stops when my siblings had school meetings and doctor's appointments. If there weren't translators, I had to go. And at that time, I didn't know better. It was my normal. I just had to help. I learned to sign their signature and I became the one who signs, fills all the paperwork for my siblings at school to my stuff. In high school, I started skipping school and signing my absences and they never knew. I got out of everything that was hard for me like math and I didn't learn much and now my 15-year-old daughter knows math more than I since she was in the fourth grade. I didn't go to college. I started working at 16 to help the household because my dad had a stroke. I didn't know or care to find out about free college because my parents were ignorant in the subject and had more things to worry about. I know they didn't do it on purpose, but it has affected me. I love my siblings sincerely. They're like my kids and they consider me a mom, but I feel like I didn't have my childhood. So as I grew up, I tried to encourage my siblings to do good in school and go to college. What my parents weren't able to give to me, I wanted that for them. I'm 37 now and I'm proud to say my siblings are doing great. One is in nursing school. The other one works for a senator in California and my parents have grown a lot but the dependency hasn't gone away. I got married, moved out, and I'm still doing things for them. My other sibling took my role of sorts when I left. And a lot of things you mentioned in the episodes, I have. I needed to be in charge. Uh, things have to be in order. I'm judgmental. I've had depression for a long time. I never wanted kids and I got pregnant on the pill. And even though I love her profoundly, I changed the story with her. She's had a childhood and does not worry about bills, money, drunken dads, vice, or an interpreter. I don't ever want any more kids. My siblings feel like my kids. I used to put my sister to sleep at age 10. She was my actual live doll. Kids are hard emotionally. I'm always having a battle within myself if every decision I make is going to f*** up her life. I loved her so much that sometimes I feel like maybe I shouldn't have been a parent. I have this inner battle and so much self-doubt and judgment towards myself, my husband, and sometimes even her when I catch myself thinking things like, at your age, I knew everything to run a household. Forgetting that I chose to have her be a child and not want her to go through what I did and questioning, am I doing enough? Am I doing too much? Being a mom is hard and it sucks, especially with all the internal baggage I have. So yeah, this is a little bit of my family's immigrant story where I became parentified. And uh, absolutely correct. We didn't mention at all of that status. And uh, one of the things that I had said uh, previously, because I got this email, I was like, oh, she's right on, is that, of course, within the system, there's not a lot of research as we talked about parentification, and it is very minute and very uh, focused. And it shouldn't be because we need more research. And immigration is definitely one of those things, especially when we talk about people with uh, English as not their first language and how oftentimes I saw it so many times in the social work field that we had to have them bring an older child along to translate for us because the younger child may who may have gotten in trouble with us wasn't able to do that. Or because of the lack of funding that they, people are refusing to pay to have interpreters in the state. It's difficult. And you talk about small areas too. If you go to a small town, how bad that is. And you're right. And in the school system, it's even worse. They let them kind of just go under the radar and then blame the, whatever may happen on the fact that they're bad kids instead of actually seeing the problem. Right. And yeah, oh, it's such a big issue. Thank you so much for sending that to us because we do need to talk about that more often and loudly. Yes. Yes, thank you.
Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Life is busy. There are so many things on your to-do list with so little time to do them. And you're always thinking about others' needs before thinking of your own. Trust me, we understand. Kim Crawford does too. That's why they're inviting you to experience Golden Hour, your chance to reclaim your time and laugh with your favorite people, play your favorite song on repeat, gaze outside your window and daydream about your wildest dreams, or celebrate your victories. No matter the moment, you can savor it all with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. As the number one ranked Sauvignon Blanc in the U.S., Kim Crawford has classic aromas of lifted citrus, tropical fruit, and crushed herbs to help you stay in a golden hour state of mind. Because golden hour is more than just time, it's whenever you want to savor amazing. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more. That's KimCrawfordWines.com to find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Another listener wrote in about this notification. Not very often, if ever, have I heard this conversation. I have therapy tonight and will unpack some of this with my therapist. I greatly appreciate you pointing out that poverty plays a huge role in this. I am the closest child in age to several disabled siblings. Add in divorce, poverty, and you have the show that was my childhood. I had parent-like responsibility from the age of 12 on in caring for my disabled younger sister, you know, so my mom could work. She needed 24-7 supervision, was not potty trained, and nonverbal. She would eat things that weren't food and would escape the house if you didn't keep an eye on her. She wore diapers until she was 18. Some of the compounding traumatizing events for me were uh, I spent a long weekend alone caring for her when my mother took a trip when I was 12 and she was 10. We lived in an extremely impoverished gang neighborhood and I had no adult support. There were long chunks of time I had to come home right after school every single day to get her off the bus and take care of her. I think before my parents' divorce, I had taken a back seat to my disabled siblings' needs and I totally get why. None of this was malicious, but I still suffered nonetheless. Mostly what I took from this was I don't don't have a right to have means and shame and one hell of an attachment injury. I just was not wired to caregiving or was particularly good at caregiving at that age. Anyway, I just wanted to bring to this discussion the disability piece a little more highlight. 
Thanks, ladies. I admire and like you both a lot. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yes, and thank you so much we for... We like y'all too. We do, and we appreciate so much everyone taking the time out to share their experiences with us and add to this conversation because, yes, there is so much missing. And uh, yeah, until Samantha told me about it, I didn't know what parentification was either. So I think this right. d- did resonate with a lot of people. Right. Yeah, and here's another one. Hello, I just finished listening to your episode on parentification and deeply connected with it and wanted to share my experience. My mother was in active addiction until about five years ago, meaning that for the first 18 years of my life, I was a primary caretaker for my younger sister. Through our homelessness, physical abuse from my mother's partners, and regular kid stuff, I took care of my sister and myself. Therapy has helped me tremendously with the consequential self-destructive behaviors and even past that it helped me recognize my age regression. I am a little, quote, not in a sexual sense, that's DD slash LG, and the two are often mistakenly lumped together, but in every other sense. When I have time to myself, I'm holding stuffed animals, watching cartoons, and wearing fuzzy clothes. I don't take a pacifier or wear a diaper, not that there's anything wrong with it, but it's still a part of myself that I'm embarrassed about. It brings me the comfort that I didn't have as a child. And she suggests if you could talk about age regression, which we will, in an episode, I would be extraordinary thankful. Uh, I love the show. I've been listening for years. You guys are the most fun hosts yet. Yay! Oh, thank you. <laughs> that made me feel good. But yeah, you're not alone. This is not uncommon at all. As in fact, there's kind of like that two hard sets that happens as adults where either if you don't have that childhood, you go where you can't understand childish things. So let's say lack of imagination maybe, or just being all about the reality of you have to be right now, you have to take care of yourself and this is what matters. Or you do regress in trying to embrace that, which is not a bad thing. It's actually very therapeutic Mm -hmm. unless it like becomes a point that it inhibits you from living daily life. So of course, that could be problematic. But typically, this is so, it's not abnormal. I've had many of friends who have had hard childhoods like this or have had to be adults to regress and find joy in that. And I think one of the big stigmas as adults is we kind of call that out too much and make jokes of that and we shouldn't because you should be able to enjoy these things. And having a stuffed animal is not a bad thing. Having a vivid imagination is not a bad thing. Enjoying child things like cartoons, not a bad thing. But yeah, it does feel it does feel like you're failing sometimes because you're like, is this normal? <laughs> Which there's no such thing. But yeah, you're not the only one. And thank you so much for sharing and being vulnerable with us with that because that is a lot. That is a lot to have to dig through. Yes. And I certainly, Samantha knows I always show up with a stuffed animal. So I can relate. Uh, I get panicked if I don't know. That my dog wants to take. (laughs) Well, and I refuse. Peaches (laughs) will never have Ruby. Yeah, and I have a very active imagination too. So we wanted to wrap this one up with a message from Twitter from at Dr. Jess Witz. I hope I'm not butchering that completely. That's her handle. Yeah. (laughs) That's our Twitter handle. (laughs) Happy Pride (laughs) Month. And what better way to start than being super vulnerable here and sing you all something. I'm coming out. (laughs) I want the world (laughs) to know I'm asexual. (laughs) Time for me to be proud and not hide anymore. Sorry, I I guess it was meant to be saying, but I have a terrible (laughs) voice, so sorry. (laughs) I loved it. (laughs) It's been a difficult and freeing realization for me, one that came two years ago after many years of believing that there was something wrong with me. I was depressed, feeling like a terrible wife and person. 
Then I listened to the At Mom Stuff podcast episode, The ABCs of Being Ace. I cried as I was driving home that day as what they were talking about was me. I wasn't strange. I didn't have anything wrong with me. I found a part of myself. It was and still is a journey to discovering and defining me, but this helped place a very important puzzle piece down and lock it in. Now I'm adding heteroromantic asexual to mom, genetics, PhD, anime fan, a video gamer, wife, and more yet to be discovered to my definition. I share this in case someone else may feel the same and know you are not alone. It sucks when you can't understand yourself, but it can feel so liberating when you finally find that meaningful fragment. Keep searching and you'll get there piece by important piece. Yay. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. 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 And I totally, totally agree. Like, I love thinking of our our continuing work in progress, continuing self-discovery, and the importance of finding those pieces and feeling like there's nothing wrong with you. Right. Yes. It's very beautiful. Very, very beautiful. Thank you so much. Yay. And thanks to all of the listeners who wrote to us, to all of you for listening. Please keep contacting us, sending us things, your stories, your experiences. We love it. We love it all. We love hearing from you. You can email us at stephaniamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at Steph Never Told You. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Steph Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Kim Crawford invites you to savor amazing with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. Named in the Wine Spectator Top 100 list four times, every sip of Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc is filled with tropical fruit flavors like passion fruit and citrus to help you experience golden hour how you see fit. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more and find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect.